pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Ryan Eagle. I'm Jason Minnix. Talk some Houston Texans football with a guy that was never the emergency kicker. Andy Kalu joining us now on the Buyers Barricades guest line. Indy, if they ever asked you to kick, would you have been able to? Of course. You know how I feel about kickers. Anybody can do it. That's why it's not that big of a deal. So they just randomly took a third-string running back to do a kicker's job. So, yes, being being a former soccer player, I believe I could also make a 29-yard field goal. But how awesome was that? A cocky Indy Kalu no on kidding. a Tuesday afternoon. Boom! Indy, tell us all about Matt Amendola, who the Texans just signed. Yeah, really? Is that where we're going? <laughs> Is that where we're going? Yes, I'm cocky. The, the team that I root for has the best quarterback in the state. He, he proved it yet again. And now the Texans have – the Texan fan base really has – a quarterback to get behind. You know, that's the only truthful thing you just said. The, the <laughs> fan base has a quarterback they can get behind, but that quarterback is still 4-4. Four and four. And, and he's off to an incredible start. I mean, you know, I, I know you, you Texans types want to, you know, have me say something negative about him, but I, I, I think Dak Prescott started 13-3 and three his rookie year. So let's, let's pump the brakes a little bit. But there is something to be excited about. And you talk about cocky and arrogant. That would be you, N.D., what I appreciated watching C.J. Stroud late in that game, he throws a touchdown pass and acts like, yeah, no big deal. I expected to do that. That's not arrogant. That's confidence. And those are two very different things. You're 100% correct because he still shows humility away from the football field in front of the microphone. But he's a guy that truly understands how this game is supposed to be played from the quarterback position, the thought process, how he's supposed to be even kill, not get too excited when things go well, not get too down, which is probably more important for a young quarterback to not get too down when things don't go his way. He's just so mature, but you're absolutely right. I mean, this is a guy that, uh, you, you know, he at a time where I'm thinking to myself, ah, you know what, they played pretty well. It's not going to go their way. And he's like, nope, if there's any time on the clock, I can lead this team to a victory. And he doesn't do some crazy over-the-top celebration. It's almost like he expected it, and it's just fun to watch. You know, Indy, you got to believe, and you've been in those uh, NFL locker rooms, you got to believe that the, the players around C.J. Stroud would run through a wall for this guy right now. I mean, I just imagine he's got all of those guys just, I mean, loving him. When you hear the way they talk about him, I did a podcast with Dalton Schultz uh, earlier this afternoon. Who? And all he, you know, former uh, Dallas Cowboy tight end. Uh, Joe hates Dalton about- Schultz, by the way. <laughs> hates Uh-oh. him for whatever reason. He hates Dalton more than you hate kickers. Wow, really? 
Not real. Don't backpedal. The hype when he was in Dallas was a lot more than it should have been, Indy. That's all. Backstory. I mean, he's no Jason Witten, but I mean, didn't he have like an 800 yard uh, year, not like two years before they got rid of him? He, he was he was fantastic in Dallas. They offered him a contract. He thought he could make more. They didn't want to pay him more, and it cost him a whole lot of money. He made a bad business decision. So he's making less money now in Houston than he could have in Dallas. Well, now that he has a real quarterback throwing to him, he's able to show what he can do. Hence the 130 yards receiving and touchdown that he just had against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But yeah. I think in the end, he's going to have more money in his bank. We'll find out. I mean, you know, C.D. Lamb was the leading receiver last week, just saying. Yeah, but see, I can throw the CD. He's so good. You know, the three of us, he'll make the three of us look like a good quarterback. But but all jokes aside, uh <laughs> When, when you hear, Why do you like, hate you Dak what, Prescott? <laughs> you, you know what? I really, I actually, I don't. I just do it because I know how much you love him. Right? Because I know about the poster that you have. Uh, <laughs> See, that's that. not it's, all. It, it, it's it's Tony Romo. It's not Dak Prescott. This guy has a they're, shrine they're two different to guys. Dak Prescott. That is such a lie. <laughs> that is, I, I would. I, I mean, again, do I think Dak is a good quarterback? A great quarterback? Yes. Yeah, he a top five quarterback? No, he's not. But. Give me a quarterback better than Dak, and I'll and I'll move on from him pretty damn quick. Oh, you mean name one, or you mean one that you can realistically get on on that? One team? that Jerry Jones can write a check to. Got you, got you. So, yeah, yeah, no, he, he. In my opinion, he's a. If you say top tier, as far as like top half, he's definitely top half quarterback. Yeah, yeah, and, and again, <laughs> I, I I think what the difference is I defend Dak a lot in the sense of. He's he's not all it, like yeah like Sunday's game. He was the reason they had a chance to win, and probably a big reason why they didn't. Uh, but at, at the same time, playoff Prescott, which is what I call him in the playoffs, that's not a good term because he he comes up small in big games. But he is a great regular season quarterback. He has proven that. I just deal in the reality, not that I want Jerry to sign him to a contract. There's just no way Jerry's going to pay him $60 million next year. So I, 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 I'm I just living in the reality that he's going to be the quarterback when he gets an extension just so they don't have that balloon payment next year. So how do they okay. win with him? I'm being petty. Yeah, you I know. know what it is. This goes back to 2013 when he was at Mississippi State and they barely beat my Rice Owls in the Liberty Bowl, I believe it was. Yeah. So that that's 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 probably what the, the so mighty I, the I, mighty Rice Owls. So let's get back let, let's get back talking about the best quarterback in Texas. Uh in the CJ oh, Quinn Ewers. <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, does he still play for Texas? And no. But no. we miss him a lot more now than we did. Boy, no kidding. No kidding. No, it, it a remarkable form and and look, when you look at the standings in D in that division I mean, obviously, Jacksonville is still considered the class of that division, I guess you would have to say. But, I mean, my goodness. I mean, there's no reason to believe that the, the Texans won't be around in the postseason. No, absolutely. I mean, that's the thought where before the season the idea was, ah, if they can just look better than they did last year and show that they're trending in the right direction. But now, I mean, like you said, Jacksonville two-game lead over the Houston Texans, but – with the way the other teams and the other teams in the AFC, in the entire AFC and the AFC South are playing, the Houston Texans should absolutely be thinking wild card and sneaking into the playoffs. And they have the – now I will say this. Um, there's a lot of luck involved with any team getting into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. When I say luck, 
if you can keep your, your nucleus healthy or the majority of your top players healthy. So for the Texans, I don't see a lot of death. So it's imperative that they keep their guys healthy, especially towards the end of the season if they do want to make that playoff push. Indy Clue joining us here on the Blitz on ninety four one at San Antonio Sports Star. You look at with a young team like what they have, you know, the Carolina game and then the next week, 39-37 wild game against Tampa Bay, in, in which there were probably three different times you felt like Tampa Bay had that game won, right? I mean, um, is that just the growing pains of a young team of you're going to have a game like Carolina, you're going to have a game like Tampa Bay, and in reality they're somewhere in between there? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, you look at the game against Carolina and you're d- disappointed that they're not able to beat at the time a winless Carolina team. Then you look at a game like against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You, you know, if I'm going to be real, they got away with one. You, you know, after Baker Mayfield did what he did, like I said, I was all ready to turn the TV off and say, hey, you know what, they, uh, it was a hard-fought game. So either one of those games could have gone either way. This is a team, but at least they can say we have our quarterback, but it's still a team where they could win any week and they could lose any week. Here's, if they don't make the playoffs, I'll be disappointed, I'll be upset, but I won't be overly surprised just like if they do. It's a weird dynamic with this team because – I would not be overly shocked if they beat a Cincinnati team who's playing well. I mean, Joe Burrow looks like Joe Burrow now. <laughs> this is probably the wrong time to play the Cincinnati Bengals. They have what, a four-game win streak. But on the flip side, I also wouldn't be overly shocked if uh, they lose to the New York Giants. So it's just a, a weird dynamic because they're trending in the right direction, but they're very young. But yet they do have the Dalton Schultz where – at first, Dalton shows people here in Houston, hey, where's this guy at? Where's he at? And then he has a breakout game for 130 yards receiving and a touchdown. Like, they're just going to have those up-and-down games. The more consistent they can be, then you're going to start talking about this team when you start talking about the you know second-tier teams. I'm not going to say first-tier, but the second-tier teams in the NFL. I'm glad to see Dalton Schultz finally uh, made an appearance there in Houston to <laughs> So people would realize that he actually plays for the Houston Texans. He also had now, Noah so Brown good. making an appearance. I know. That's great. All these ex-Cowboys doing it down in Houston. Maybe the Cowboys shouldn't have given up on those guys. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Hey, Indy, you know your Rice Owls are going to be in San Antonio this Saturday, taking on the UTSA Roadrunners, and they're talking a lot of smack at Rice. Are they? Well, yeah. I mean, as much as Rice can talk smack. <laughs> they uh, Dude today said that we don't like UTSA. I'm I'm a rice owl, and I bleed blue and gray, but I'm also a realist. I don't know if you want to be talking trash to UTSA right now, especially with the way we're playing. So I'm not sure who's doing that trash talking, but no, I'm you know watching that game with my fingers crossed. I've had a lot of respect for that UTSA program and what they've done over there. So yeah, I absolutely, and most of the guys that I know and talk to, you know, that I played with at Rice. Uh, we're not thinking that we're just going to walk into San Antonio and take the Alamo and come right back to Houston. So I don't know who's doing that trash talk. It, it, it's a quote on Twitter from uh, Nate Griffin from Fox 26 there in Houston from a wide receiver, what's his name, Landon Ransom. Uh, quote, we don't like UTSA. That, that, that's the amount of trash talking you get out of Rice. It's an intellectual battle, as you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like people who kick my ass every year either. <laughs> so that's probably uh, <laughs> so he, he needs to keep that to himself because uh yeah, UTSA is uh 
I don't know what the record is against my Owls, but I think they've had the better of us over the last few years. Yeah, they have, but you look at the Rice Owls, and in all sincerity, they haven't been winning, but they're playing teams pretty tough and some good teams at that. So I know we had Jeff Trailer on yesterday, Indy, and he's uh, mm-hmm. he's certainly not overlooking your Rice Owls. Right, similar to uh, the Houston Texans. You know, they beat University of Houston. But the, get this, fellas, get this. My rise out, they beat the University of Houston, and at the time Houston was playing a little better than they're playing now. And then the following week, they lose to arguably the worst <laughs> team in college football in UConn. So it's very similar to what we've said about the Texans, but Jeff Trailer being a, a very, very good coach, and he understands, you know, he doesn't want his team to overlook, and he's probably going to show the best highlights from Rice this year to make sure his team is up for him. But, no, I, overall it's been a very disappointing year for that. Yeah, and, and looking it up, uh, UTSA and Rice will meet for the 11th time. Uh, UTSA has won the last seven meetings, lead the series 7-3, wow. to three, and UTSA owns a 4-1 advantage over the Owls in San Antonio. I knew they had the advantage, but that's damn near dominating the Owls. Well, well seven that, to three, that, that, and, that, and if I mean this is from the UTSA game notes. Um, if UTSA has won the last seven meetings and lead the series seven three, I don't have to go to Rice to realize Rice won the first three and they haven't won since. So <laughs> after UTSA, you know, they started the program and they were they were an infant little little program, and now that they've grown, uh, little brother is kicking the crap out of big brother. Yeah, yeah, I don't even feel good calling Rice UTSA's big brother. That's, that's like their well, step I mean, cousin. How long have they been <laughs> playing football at Rice? Long time. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, you yeah, went there, probably. so it's an old program. Wow. <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> you know, just because of that statement, I'm going to start talking trash, especially if Rice wins. I used to have a yearly bet with a buddy of mine who graduated from UTSA and the loser had to take a bunch of shots and uh, yeah obviously I've been the one getting drunk after these games well Indy who who is the winner lose we booze <laughs> who, who is the rice rival I mean who would be considered the biggest rival to the rice owls see now I'm gonna really play into what Jason just said about me being an old-timer because when I think of rivals I go back to our southwest conference days and I think SMU, because at the time we were both smaller private schools with a focus on academics, so we had some nice rivalries. But definitely University of Houston with the Bayou Bucket. I mean, we used to party together, and of course all the Rice guys would take the U of H girls, girlfriends, <laughs> you know, so there's always that, you know, intra-city rivalry. But to answer your question, SMU uh, and University of Houston. All right. I could see that. Yeah, and, I see. And, and you I know, think, who's UTSA's rival? You know, that's a, it's a great question. North I, Texas, I, I wanna, maybe? I want to say it's North Texas, but they didn't get the annual game yeah. when they did that. Yeah. Now, with SMU leaving, maybe when they redo it. Um, but honestly, I think it's North Texas. They tried to make it Southwest Texas or, or you know, uh, Texas, Texas State. State but, talk but about sounding old. They're in different, uh, uh, well, different conferences. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um, I... I don't know. I, I would have if I had to guess, it'd be North Texas. Uh, yeah, it's 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 truly North Texas. Yeah. I know at one point I think they were trying to get UTEP, but that yeah. doesn't matter. Well, UTEP sucks. Yeah, they yeah. do, and they're not in in the uh, same conference. Yeah, and they so suck. all the realignment and you get there, yeah. and, the, and they suck. Uh, Houston, although even though they're in the Big Twelve, that's turned into a pretty good yeah, I guess non-conference so. yeah. rival. 
you know, UTSA opened up that new stadium in Houston with the win a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. That, that, you know, that's a good one. I think that U of H, the University of Houston and UTSA, they have to figure out a way to play each other every single year. Well, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, Tulane, too, because it looks like it's going to come down to UTSA and Tulane for that uh, for that conference. Not not discounting SMU, but... Well, it, um, it, well, and you think about UAB. UTSA and UAB have, were the tops in Conference USA for a number of years and battled a lot. So I don't know. But I, I can't wait for that, that Tulane game, by the way, Indy, just full transparency. It's going to be televised the day after Thanksgiving on ABC. So we're excited about getting a nationally televised football game for the UTSA Roadrunners. They've earned it. I, yeah. I mean, again, to get the program where it is in such a short amount of time. I mean, that, that's it was cool. People are going to be off the day after Thanksgiving, so you just want to watch football. Now, I question who they're going to be going up against as far as games, but I'll definitely be watching that one. It's, just, yeah. it's the game on ABC. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, there'll be other games, but uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. So you said a minute ago as we visit with Indy Kalu that you wouldn't be surprised if they beat Cincinnati. Um, how much sugar is in that Kool-Aid you're drinking? <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I, I thought I was being uh, pretty even killed because in the same breath I also said I won't be surprised if they lost to the New York Giants. But, I mean, Cincinnati, what are they, 5-3? and three? You know, and again, I know Joe Burrow wasn't himself They're, they're playing well, season. and the Giants aren't even on their schedule. So, I mean... You know who else is playing well? The Houston Texans. You know what other quarterbacks playing well? C.J. Stroud. You know, so if you're telling me C.J. Stroud versus Joe Burrow, yes, Joe Burrow is the better quarterback, much more accomplished, has a lot more experience. But as of this season, there's not much of a difference, buddy. <laughs> Where is that game? It's In that... Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Indy. That's uh... – <laughs> Um, that's all right though. You, uh, you keep your hopes high. Uh, again, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> this, this is the same what? Cincinnati oh, wait, 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 that, wait, lost, that lost to Cleveland. To it, it, Cleveland I know. Crowd. And Joe Burrow now has a fully functioning calf. And since he's gotten a fully functioning calf, they and Baltimore look like the best teams in the NFL to me. The be- wait, well, if you forgot about that team, uh, that just put it on your Cowboys. As far as the best team in the NFL? Well, yeah, that would say they're up there, too. Uh, I, w- I would say right now, if I were to do power rankings, I'd probably have Baltimore 1, Cincinnati 2, and Philly 3, to be honest with you. Wow. That Kansas it, City team Philly is pretty is good, too. One. Philly and the Tush Push is number one. <laughs> you just like saying Tush Push. Hey, we'll look forward to that Cardinals-Texans game next week, Indy. That, that'll be the barn burner. My man, Kyler Murray. He'll be back. <laughs> look, we're going to need that one after the Cincinnati game. <laughs> need a layup. And then Jacksonville in a couple of weeks, they're playing good football. Well, Jacksonville's got the 49ers this week. Yeah. So, 49ers coming off of a bye. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Indy, what's your uh, prediction? Don't you love the NFL season? You yes. just don't know what. Because you say 49ers, and I'm like, which 49ers, which Brock Purdy? Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, well, I and, think Debo Samuel's back this week, though. And, That'll and help. That bro. will help. That, that will help. Sorry. Uh, score prediction for uh, for Sunday. We're rolling tape. We just want to see <laughs> how close you're going to get. You know, most of the experts that come on this show, they're pretty good with uh, with score predictions. All right, let me think with my head and not my heart. In Cincinnati, Joe Burrow's rolling. I'm going to say 
Cincinnati 31, Texans 24. All right, good game. Uh, that would work, right? Mm-hmm. No moral victories, but, you know, that's not bad. Then, then Arizona. Well, you could ask me next week. I'm gonna say like fifty to zero. Fifty to zero. <laughs> He's calling it now. Calling two weeks out. Shot. I mean, that former UH Cougar that uh, Clayton Tune won't be starting that game. No, he won't. He he had a rough time yesterday Good or last Lord. Sunday. Yeah. Good Lord, Indy man, always fun catching up, my friend. All right, brother. Talk to y'all next week. Appreciate it, Indy Kalua, San Antonio Sports Hall of Fame member on the Buyers Barricades guest line where they provide traffic control, rental, and sales for San Antonio and beyond uh, online at buyersbarricades.com.